You may please be seated very quickly. Let's turn in our Bible to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 60. I'll read verse 1 and verse 2. First Peter, chapter number 2. That will be the second scripture. Isaiah 61 and 2. First Peter 2 verse 9 Yeah Arise shine For thy light is come For thy light is come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you For behold for darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. And the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Someone under the sound of my voice, tonight the Lord shall arise upon you in a way like the world has never seen it before. His glory shall be seen upon your life. In the midst of the present darkness that is going on in the world, the glory of the Lord shall arise upon your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And all eyes shall see it together. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. First Peter chapter number two and verse nine. Amen. But yeah. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. A peculiar people that you should shoot for the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise the name of Jesus. Very quickly this evening I'm speaking on the subject possessing your destiny of distinction. Possessing your destiny of distinction the death and the resurrection of Jesus automatically launches your life into a realm of unquestionable and undeniable distinction Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. So if Jesus draws you unto himself and he is lifted up, it means that your life and destiny also shall be lifted up. Amen. By implication, therefore, the topmost top is the place of, of the covenant people. Hallelujah. The place of our inheritance is at the top, is distinction. There is no room for mediocrity for God's people. There is no middle line, there is no average place or middle realm. And in many ways, God desires to show the world 
his glory through your life like we read in that book of Isaiah and in the book of 1 Peter rise shine for your light has come for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you darkness shall cover the earth and draws darkness the people but out of the midst of that darkness the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation hallelujah a peculiar people all right you are not just an ordinary somebody that is that came into the world by accident and that is meant to go out of this world quietly no the bible says a holy nation that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so listen to me you have been called for a life of show all right you have been called for what for show i don't know what your name is my, my name is tunde and it's tunde for show all the way praise god it means that you have something to show hallelujah come on hallelujah Amen. the church has something to show and what do we have to show the glory of god the praises of our god listen to me in many ways god desires like i said to show his glory to show his effulgence to show his power through the church let me tell you if you remove the church from the world listen and all the contribution that the church has made so far from the world what you have is nothing but empty carcass i can begin to tell you from education to sports so these clubs that we that that play in uefa they were one-time church clubs go and do your research they were pioneered by churches Oxford University and many of the great universities in the US were pioneered by the church. That's what many don't know. Praise the name of Jesus. Dr. Ben Carson, the very first neurosurgeon that separated the Siamese twins that were conjoined at the brain. He separated them successfully until today they are alive. The man is an elder in his church. He contested alongside uh, who that time for the presidential election of the United States. Praise God. Though he didn't make it for the presidential election, he was made the secretary of housing or something. Listen to me. The path of the church is a path or the coming of the church is 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 a coming into civilization is a coming into into greatness into distinction the path of christ is the demarcation of history hallelujah the bc marked the time before the birth of jesus and the ad marked the time after the death and the resurrection of jesus ad and what? 
BC and what? And AD. Now Jesus is what is in the middle of that. Now take Jesus out of the middle of both AD and BC and what do you have? Nothing. Everything scatters into nothingness. History will have no meaning. Calendar will be very useless. Praise the name of Jesus. So you should consider yourself privileged as a child of God who God has brought into a time, into such a time as this. Because this is the glory time of the church. And it's your own glory time. Come on, I say it's your own glory time. Come on, I say it's your own glory time. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to very quickly give you scriptural examples of people that, that reached the top, that existed in distinction during their time in the Bible. Number one, very quickly, is Abraham. He was into animal husbandry. That was what Abraham was known for. Isaac, number two, was known for irrigation farming. That's in the book of Genesis chapter 26. Jacob was known for animal husbandry coupled with genetic engineering. Hallelujah. If you read your Bible very well, you will you will see where, where, where Jacob was able to change the genetics of, of um, totally white animal and totally black uh, cows to becoming speckled and ring straight. That is to say, he made them produce something that was very different from the source. The very first of his kind. Joseph was into public service, strategic management, food and science technology. That was Joseph. If you know his story very well, when he came into the land of Egypt, and by the wisdom of God, after God promoted him, he was lifted to the office of a prime minister in the land where he was a stranger, in the land of Egypt. Even though the Egyptians hated the Jews, they didn't have choice but to make him their head because he was the one in command of the solution to their life's problems. Praise the name of Jesus. When you are, when you are, a, pro, when you are a solution provider, you naturally become the sought after. Hallelujah. When you are a solution provider, you naturally become the sought after. And if you're a good Bible student, you'll realize that during his time, God showed a vision to Pharaoh. He saw seven years of plenty and seven years of, of famine. And he asked Joseph, what are we going to do about this revelation? How do we do it? He said, don't worry. He said, we're going to use the seven years of plenty to cure the seven years of famine. He said, we're going to build storehouses. Now, where is the food technology here? Listen to me. Je Joseph was able to build storehouses that could hold and keep cucumber for, uh, for 14 years. 
Because if they have to use the, seven, the first seven years of plenty to salvage his next seven years of famine, it means that what they are gathering now is what they will eat then. And that means, therefore, that what they are gathering now need to be kept, need to be preserved. So onions was preserved for 14 years. If they have yam, yam was preserved for 14 years. Whatever it was that they gathered at, the, at this side of the four years, listen to me, of the seven years, they preserved for the next seven years. There must be some form of wisdom there. There must be some form of technology there. Hallelujah. And that was what, what, what gave Joseph distinction. Hallelujah. Job had what we call mechanical, mechanized farming. It was into mechanized farming. If you read the book of Job, chapter number one from verse one to three, you will see him using asses and donkeys, what we call caterpillars today, and lorries and tippers. Just look at those things that the Bible says he had. Alright, those days they were for movement, they were for, they were for, uh, what do you call it, for, for, uh, they, they, they used them, alright, as, as a vehicle to either plow or to carry goods from the farm to the town. King Solomon, let's talk about David first. David was a musician, alright, I'm sure if he was alive today he would have won many Grammy Awards. Is it Grammy or what? Is it Grammy? He will have won, won plenty Grammys. Praise the name of Jesus. He wrote plenty, plenty songs that he wrote. If you read the book of Psalm, the book of Psalm contained majority of the songs of David. He was a military strategist. Hallelujah. He was a military strategist. He knew how to fight battles. He had, he, he had military inventions hallelujah scud missiles ground to air missiles anti-tank missiles hallelujah praise the name of jesus if david was alive now those are the things that he would have manufactured f-16 fighters f-35 all right stealth bombers praise the name of jesus jpmgs Alright? So those are the things that he would have manufactured. Praise the name of Jesus. But in those days they were limited to bow and arrows. Hallelujah. And catapults that can shoot stones to destroy city walls. And David had all those, all those weapons. Solomon was king. He was also businessman. Hallelujah. He was into buying and selling. Read your Bible very well. He was a trader. Hallelujah. You can see all of that in the book of 1 Kings chapter number 10, verse 14 and 15. And lastly on that, on that note is Daniel. He was an academic. Daniel knew plenty books. Hallelujah. He was a man of books. He was also into politics. He was into people management. If you read your Bible very well, Daniel was, Daniel served as a chief of staff in the government of about four emperors in the land of Midis and Persia. One man served in the lifetime of four emperors and every other emperor that comes will have need of Daniel because they will always 
they will always speak glowingly of his abilities. Praise the name of Jesus. And they will have to go and call him to come and do something for the present administration. Even when that one leaves, another one will come. They will sit on it, need to go and seek Daniel out. Now listen to me. He was not a citizen of that country. He was brought in as a slave. And yet he stood out. It's not where you are. Amen. It is knowing who, who you are. It is knowing the pedestal that God has ordained for you to operate. And you consciously begin to operate and walk in those realms, in those dimensions. Hallelujah. Some of you are thinking that you are here. You are down there. No. God has lifted you to the pinnacle of glory. Amen. God, that, that, that's where God has lifted you, lifted you to. I showed you sometime back when I was teaching about uh, resurrection, according to the book of Ephesians, where we are, uh, Apostle Paul said that we have been what? In chapter 2, and verse, and verse 6 of Ephesians that and has raised us up together and has made us to sit together in heavenly places are you reading that come on is anybody reading that and has made us to what and has raised us up together and has made us sit together where come on where come on where in heavenly places in who in christ jesus so where christ is seated is where you are seated and where christ is seated is no low places can you imagine you sitting in the same room and office with with joe biden for instance so anybody that comes to see joe biden will will, will have to see you also because you are seated together in the same office, in the same room, not though not on the same seat. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of Jesus. That's why, that's why the Bible says that we have been made kings and priests unto our God. Stop looking down at you. Stop making yourself so cheap. Stop offering yourself as if that, that as if that. Uh, well, it is just me, this whole thing, just give me anything. No, no, don't just give me anything. Give me what I desire. That is what my position deserves. That is what my personality deserves. That is why there are certain things that when some people bring it around you, you need to reject it. Because you are more than what they are offering you. Somebody didn't hear what I said. You are more than what? You are more than what they are offering you. Alright? And sometimes the way you present yourself, Alright, we, 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 we will determine what people offer you. When you appear so cheap and so, so they, they, they treat you that way. When you talk down on you, when you reason down, you think down, you talk down, you look down. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody with me? If you are seated with Jesus in heavenly places, you don't believe, oh my God, is anybody with me? When people want to talk to you, where should they look? Come on, where should they look? Where are you seated? And so when they are, when they should when they want to talk to you, they should look up to talk to you, not to look down on you. So don't let nobody look down because that's not where you are. You didn't hear me? That's not where you are. You are not down there. So when you are also talking to someone, don't look down. 
Don't look down. Alright? When I say don't look down, I'm talking to this pastor, for instance. I'm talking to her and I'm looking down. Alright? She will take that looking down posture to mean that she has intimidated me. Alright? So the least I should do is to look her straight in the eye. Straight in the eye. And when I look at her straight in the eye, without any sense of arrogance, but with every sense of who I am in Christ, I will, I, will, I will upgrade my status. I will speak glowingly of what God has given me the ability to do. Did you hear what I said? Not what you can't do. Actually, there is nothing you can't do. Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Yeah, I can do all things. Did Paul lie? No. Does that apply to you also? Yes. Because the realm from where you are operating, all things are possible to them that believe. That's the realm where you are operating. And that's no low places. Praise the name of Jesus. Now I've given you, I've shown you variously our, our, our spiritual uh, ancestors and what they have been able to do. I just limited it to the uh, about seven people that I mentioned their names or eight people that I mentioned their names this uh, this evening. There are more, but because of our time, let's leave it at that. Because I want to close this service by seven thirty on the dot. Why is it necessary to be distinguished? Why do you need to possess your destiny of distinction? Number one is because you have been created in the image of God, in the image and, and likeness of God. And God dwells in the realm of excellence. Praise the name of Jesus. The book of Genesis chapter number one and verse 26 and 27. The Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness. Hallelujah. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all that moveth upon the earth and everything that creepeth. In verse 27, so God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him Male and female created he them. Hallelujah. God dwells in the realm of excellence. Listen to me, you have been created in that excellent image. Your life should accept nothing less. Number two, very quickly. It is part of your Christian duty to be excellent and distinguished distinguished for your maker the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 somebody very quickly the book of Matthew chapter number 5 verse 16 yes 
Well, you're not there. He reads, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Praise the name of Jesus. After Jesus, in one of the places, he said, You are the light of the world. He now said, Here, now, don't keep that light under a bushel. Let it shine that men may see your good works. Hallelujah. Failing exams over and over and over. Listen to me. It's a reproach to your maker. It's a big reproach. You should ask yourself if Jesus should write this exam, will he pass or will he fail? So you are duty bound as a Christian, listen to me, to stand out for God. You owe it, you owe it as a duty. He said, let your light shine that men may see. Number three. The light of excellence and distinction. Bring your honor to your creator and to the eyes of the people that are in the world. Listen to me, there is no way that the world will know that God is alive except they see that, except they see that he is alive in you. Praise God. Let, let, let me tell you something. If you see that boy, for instance, you know that he has a father somewhere. Even if you don't know his father. There is also a mother. So it didn't just fall from the sky. Alright? In the same vein as that boy represents a, his father, whether it's known or unknown or seen or unseen, listen to me. That's how you also represent God. You represent God in the, eye of, in the eyes of the world. When they see you, listen. They will not know if God is alive except they see the mark of God upon your life. Except they see his beauty, his glory upon your life. And that glory shall be seen upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Listen to me. Meaning that you need to make a vow. You need to make a decision. That people will not insult God because of the life of mediocrity that I'm living. Hello, is anybody understanding me? Why? Because I pointed to this boy now. Though people cannot see his father. But if he's always dressing jabbaristically. Pardon my use of grammar, that's not in the dictionary. You know, in Yoruba language, there's what's called jabba jabba. <laughs> All right. So if you dress it jabba, jabbaristically, uh, they will point to somebody in his family. It is his parents they were all responsible, even though they don't know the man. Listen to me. Your life of distinction brings glory to God, your Maker, in the eyes of the world. And they will see that glory upon your life. Number four. Number four. Your life of excellence and distinction makes make it justifiable for God to facilitate the elevation of your life. That is to say, 
when you begin to desire excellence and live a life of distinction you make it easy for god to place you where you truly belong I don't, I don't know if somebody understands what I'm saying. For instance, I used somebody that cannot pass an exam as an example. And the person has tried the exam, tried that, he is not passing. Now, as far as using certificate to make progress is concerned, that person is limited. Hallelujah. He cannot go further than what he has. Just like you cannot, you cannot travel abroad to any form of abroad. Even if you are traveling to Benin, when you get to when you get to Senegal, they will ask for your for your passport. It's a requirement. Though you might not need to collect visa. Amen. Because when you get there, they will stamp it for you there. Just to enter Benin and go to the West Coast, anywhere you want. Listen. There are certain heights that you will never reach. Except you become distinguished in one area of your life or the other. And that distinction makes it easy for God to easily promote you. Okay, look at the life of Joseph, one of whom we mentioned here. He was in the house of Potiphar as the last to come. But by the time Potiphar looked at his ability to do business and manage resources, what did Potiphar do? Potiphar carried the entirety of his business and put it in the hand of Joseph. The Bible said that the only thing that Potiphar knew was the bread that was on his table. The quality of the food tells him that they are doing well on the farm. The quality of the wine tells Potiphar that Joseph is performing. Listen to me. When he got to prison, the same thing. He always stood out in an, in an area where that will make people to commit responsibility into his hands. That's what I'm saying. And that was what took him also to become the prime minister. Because the man was always providing solutions. What was the last solution you provided? That's one. Two. What actually is the attitude of excellence or distinction that you have? That you, my God, that you know that God will use it to pave the way for you. The Bible says, The gift of a man, make a room for him and make him to stand in the presence of the great.
What are you already doing well? Do you know what I've realized about the employers of these days? They don't have time to train you. Whether in Nigeria or abroad, they don't have time to train you. They want to employ you, you are ready. They want you to hit the ground running. And they'll give you three months to bring results. If you don't, they'll change you. You give somebody an, an appointment, I am coming by 10 a.m. And by 12, you didn't show up and you didn't call. Ah, uh, small, small. After they call you like two times and you give them excuse two times, they won't call you again. Or you do a job for them, they ask you to do a job. You have done the job, but there is complaint. After you have done it, that will put question marks on your expertise. Whether you really know what you're talking, whether you really know what to claim that you know or not. Mechanics are experts in doing that one. You give them a job, you have to call them again. You have to call them again. You have, if I need to be calling you again, they might, why, why, why did I give you the job in the first place? I don't want to call you again. I'm tired of seeing your face. Plus the fact that you collected humongous amount of money for me to do the job. I paid you, I'm still calling you again. You know these people that learn handwork, particularly in, in Nigeria, they are, they are experts in doing that. These handwork people, they will never do one thing and do it well. You need to call them like the second or the third time. And if you call them and if you tell them, come in by 10, give them two hours extra. I was listening to one program, they say in, in Africa there's uh, there's African time that all of us we are so conditioned to the African time now that um, it's, not, it's in such a way that when I give you 10 o'clock I, um, I won't expect that you will be there by 10 o'clock you too you will not expect me that I will come by that 10 o'clock so all of us we are conditioned to believe that it will not happen by 10 even though we give 10 so why do we give 10? So everybody is now playing the game of African time. I know you won't come, so me too, I won't be there. Not in this church, oh. The moment is bongang, it's six o'clock or whatever time that we have to start service here. I stand here, I start it. Ask some, some of the people that know me very well here. The moment is time. Well, I will stand here, even, even if it's only me, I will start praying. The moment one person walks and everything is ready, generator is running or something, the moment somebody walks into the hall, I pick the microphone. Because that's the time that I need to use it. And the service runs like that. Listen. The way you are doing things now is either shutting doors against you or opening doors for you. There's a little meeting we used to attend in that state called CD. Our CDA. I have drafted a couple of letters, a, a number of them, you know, taken to the state, taken to the local government, you know. And one day someone just called me, right? And I wrote some of the letters that the CDC chairman needs to sign or needed to sign. So he, he read them and one day he called me and elevated me 
He said, you can't be sitting among the people there. There is one special job we want you to be doing for the entire faculty of CBC. Come and, come and be sitting with us in the airport of the CBC. Put me on all your platforms. But when I was doing that writing, I was just doing what I love to do and giving it my best shot. And not be today, I've been writing. I, I just, you know, I actually prefer to write than to talk to somebody. Except when I'm speaking on the pulpit like this. Alright? Praise God. I didn't know what those write-offs were doing. And it's not today because I've worked in certain places before that one, the, 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 my boss at that time, you know, in the office, you know there are some bosses, they, they, they are micromanagers. Every letter that will go out of the company, they will read it first and vet it and approve it. They will peruse it and approve before it goes out or else it won't go. Sometimes you will write, you will tell you, go and write again, go and write again, go and write again. When I, when I joined them, I, he told me to write a letter, I, I forgot which letter, but the first assignment he gave was to write a letter. I went and drafted the letter, I sent a copy to him through the, uh, through the uh, intranet in the, in the company. I sent a copy. He called me later. He pointed one or two things out. I went and put one, one or two things that he said. He later called me. He said, I love the way you write. I love the way you write. You know, there are certain people that when you work, when they work for you, you actually need to supervise them. But there are certain people that when they work for you, you go and sleep. Because you know that they will deliver. Just go and sleep, they will deliver. Whatever they, they, whatever they tell you they will do, they, they will add, they will put jara on it. You will be fully impressed, totally impressed with, with what they have done. If you are being, if you are told to do something, and you are constantly being, I mean, constantly needing to be reminded, you have not, you are, you are not on the pathway of excellence and distinction yet. You need to start that journey. Praise God. You need to start that journey. I am going to jump. Though I have the material I have for you is so loaded. But I have to just jump a section of it so that we can close this set. How do you take possession of your destiny of distinction? If you look at the way I presented the message tonight, I've already shown you that positionally, potentially, you are a person of what? Of distinction. Of excellence. By creation, by your new birth, by, by your present spiritual position. But you have got to do something. Alright? In order to manifest that excellence and distinction. Number one, I'll just give it to you, scatter to and we'll leave here. One, you need brutal decision. You need to make a decision. It is a decision that determines everything in your life, everything that God wants you to do, wants you to see, listen to me. It's wrapped up in one key. You must make a decision. 
And one of the decisions that, decisions that you need to make is a decision that I will not die in obscurity. Praise the name of Jesus. I will not die in obscurity. I will not die poor. I will not die a failure. You need to make that decision. That decision and voice it. And act on it. Number two. I've just said it. Is what I call aggressive pursuit. Possession is always a function of pursuit. You can't sit down and be wishing that it will happen. Distinction doesn't come to those that sit. Distinction comes to those that hustle. You must do something. Number three. You must labor diligently. Listen. It's not just to do something. It's to do it diligently. What is diligence? Consistency. Alright? Consistency. Doing it even when it is not convenient. Diligence is the way of eminence and prominence. Number four. Continuous learning. You must be open to learn new things. I have a Twitter, somebody on my Twitter handle. The name is the billionaire mindset mindset. The man will always ask every now and then. What book are you reading now? I mean, the fact that you went to university and you have graduated, it didn't, I mean, it doesn't mean that you should not read again now. And that's why we have lots of quack doctors, quack professionals all over the place. The moment they dropped their, what is it called? They graduated and they served and all that. That, is, that will be the last time you see them ever reading anything about medicine. And they'll come and be carrying stethoscope to be testing your mind or testing your heartbeat. <laughs> prescribing drug for you. So somebody will go and prescribe chloro chloroquine. That, that, that. <laughs> My God. How many years ago have you stopped using chloroquine? But if the man has not updated his medical knowledge, he will prescribe it. He will prescribe it. Why? Because at that time, chloroquine was the major drug for, for malaria. <laughs> Praise God. The largest room in the universe is the room for improvement. The largest room in the universe is what? Is the room for improvement. Where you stop learning, there you stop leading. No matter how little, trust God to learn something new every day. Which book are you reading now? And what is that book actually adding to the fulfillment of your destiny or to your vision or to your dream? Number what? Huh? 
Number five is quality, um, quality association. Quality association. There is a slogan that I read in somebody's book, and the, the slogan is it's an acronym O Q P, and that is that person's policy for relationship. Only quality people. If this person doesn't have any quality, anything that I, I can imbibe from his or her life, I distance my, myself from that person. The friend of a wise person will be wise. The companion of fools also will what? Will be destroyed. Simple principle. The people that are around you now, what quality do you see in them? What quality can you, can you say that over the years? Listen to me, we are all products of influence. If, if you put garlic and pure water, Inside the same tray in your fridge. By the time you come back tomorrow, taste that pure water. What will, what will you perceive? The garlic is already inside the water, even though the nylon, nylon was not broken. Have we tried it? Even onions, you will perceive it inside the water. I don't know how that happens. But it happens. By all means, you will be influenced. That's what I'm saying. Whether positively or negatively. Number, number six is men, mentoral influence. If you want to be a person of distinction, follow people that, has gone, uh, that have gone ahead of you that are people of distinction. You don't play your role at your best without a role model. That's what Bishop Oedipo said. You don't play your role at your best without a role model. This evening, the Lord will give you a role model. Or He will give you role models in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that will, that will bring out the distinction and the excellence that is already in you. Let me give you this last one. Number eight is spiritual buoyancy. Fervency, the fervency of your spirit determines the buoyancy of your destiny. You need to be spiritual. All right? Spiritual buoyancy is very important to distinction, to success, to excellence. That's another thing that you cannot escape. Spirituality, you can't escape it. It's either you are spiritual, spiritually connected to God or you are spiritually connected to the devil. You are, you, are, you are never on the fence. You are never neutral. There is no neutral place in the realm of the spirit. It's just two realms. The dark realm and the realm of light, which is the realm of God. Alright? So if you want things to happen, if you want your glory to break forth, if you want your light to shine, like the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come. Alright? You have got to be spiritually buoyant. You have got to cultivate the habit of reading your Bible and praying. Not just spend time with friends and watching TV and not doing any other thing meaningful. Rise up on your feet. Lift up your voice.
glorify the name of Jesus tonight. Give him all the glory. Are you praying? Lift up your voice and give him thanks. For taking you to the very top. It's not going to take you to the top. You are already on top. You have, all you have to do now is to live like someone that is on top. Give him all the praise. Appreciate the name of Jesus. Give him praise, Lord, we bless you. Lord, I give you my
strength. I release grace upon your life. The grace for you to do all that is required. For you to get to the top in life. Receive. about to multiply your resources and wealth. Amen. Receive that wisdom Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In your realm and in all that you do, you will stand out for God. Amen. I say you will stand out for God. To the sound of my voice, you have plenty questions in your mind. I open the heavens over your life for answers. Amen. You have plenty questions that you could not have answers to by yourself. Tonight, I open the portals of heaven over your life. For supernatural answers. In the name of Jesus Christ. Overnight, overnight, over this night, divine encounters will bring your answers. In the name of Jesus Christ. The grace to go to the very topmost top in your chosen career. In your path in life. Oh yeah, receive that grace. Amen. I shall receive that grace. Amen. I shall receive that grace. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace to maintain spiritual fallacy and buoyancy. I release it upon you now. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I reignite your prayer life. Amen. I reignite your Bible study life. Amen. I, I reignite your evangelism life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In the name of God the Father. Amen. The Son. Amen. And the Holy Ghost. Amen. So shall it be. That this year. Amen. Hallelujah.